Welcome back to Sworn Testimonies, a podcast where I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I never get tired of saying that. Today on the podcast, I have Elaine. She is an expert in etiquette. Stay tuned for our conversation. She has some very interesting things to say and definitely challenged a lot of my preconceived notions when it comes to etiquette. Just be honest, 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 just be real, just be true, it's the only way to be free. Just be honest, it's the only way to be Just be real, just be true, it's the only way to be Just be honest. So Elaine, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, my name is Elaine Swan. I am the founder of the Swan School of Protocol, which is an etiquette training institute. Uh, We are headquartered in the lovely San Diego area of uh, California, which is Carlsbad. And uh, we provide workshops and, and courses and training in the area of etiquette and professional development for children, teens, college students, and adults. And in addition to that, we have a licensing program where we train in the individuals in the area of etiquette and then license them so they can operate as a Swan School of Protocol in their city. And we currently have 20 independently owned and operated Swan Schools throughout the country. And so we are spreading the etiquette love and taking uh, taking our, our, our country uh, by, by storm to help people really show up their best in the world. Wow, I've never actually met someone who was an expert in etiquette. What inspired you to become an etiquette master? Yeah, sure. So really and truly, it started out with my mom putting me in a charm school. <clears throat> when I was really young, I was very, very shy and quite insecure which led to a lot of other challenges in life, but that's a whole other podcast. And so I, uh, she, she tried to put me in as many things as possible, everything from charm school to getting me involved with pageants. And so uh, every pageant that I was in involved an etiquette component. And so I learned quite a bit there. And then later in life, I went through the international etiquette training for Continental Airlines as a flight attendant for them. And afterwards, uh, because of my love for all things mannerly, I continued to take courses and classes and get certification in the area of etiquette. And from there, I, um, and that was because I was volunteering to teach etiquette to girls for, to prepare them for a debutante ball. And uh, due to that particular fact, a principal from a local middle school asked me to do an after-school program for the students and offered to pay me. And I thought, okay, well, I normally only volunteer, but sure, I'll take the money. So I did, I took the money and uh, did the course and they loved it and invited me back again. And then they continued to, uh, you know, uh, continue to uh, refer me to other schools and, and so forth. And so I recognized that that was a business. And so I started volunteering in 1997. 2002 was the first year I actually got paid for what I do. And in 2003, I launched my etiquette consulting business. So it's really just been incredible. Uh, the great thing is I am not the only person in the country doing this. There's lots of us in different pockets you know, throughout the United States, in every city throughout the United States. Um, uh, the, the etiquette world is quite interesting, and it, it's really great to share our thoughts and ideas with, with other individuals uh, in our industry. 
But um, so I'm not the only one, but I am the best and I'm the number one etiquette expert in the country. Wow. I, I love so many parts of that story, uh, especially, you know, you talking about how you started volunteering in 1997 and then didn't get paid until 2002. I mean, I, I love that so many times what we do for a living or what we're passionate about, it's, it finds us like you weren't going out asking people to pay you for this. It was just something that flowed naturally as an extension of who you are. And it turned into this amazing, crazy business. So that's, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, uh, or a recent entrepreneur, I should say, that's mm -hmm. very inspiring. Um, and, you know, I, I have a lot of questions for you. Uh, just sure. This is just, it's so different. And like from anything else, I've really, you know, talked to anybody about on this podcast. And for me, you know, the podcast is called Sworn Testimonies. It's all about telling the truth. And in my head, I think growing up, sometimes etiquette meant evading the truth. So, Ooh. yeah. How do you, or I guess my my question would be, is there a way to be honest and to be authentic and still have some type of etiquette in the way you deliver information? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I just find that, that, you know, the, the, the point that you made that, you know, typically what the way you were taught is that etiquette meant evading the truth. I am the complete antithesis of that. And, and etiquette really is as well. Etiquette is really about putting others at ease, uh, making sure that you're following what we refer to as our three core values, which is respect, honesty, and consideration. And so you cannot practice uh, good manners uh, or proper etiquette without being honest to, um, you know, without being honest to a, a person. Uh, in my book, Let Crazy Be Crazy, I talk, uh, I go into detail on how to deal with difficult people in challenging situations. And so um, my thing is, I. I put forth the effort to empower individuals to be authentic and to tell their truth. So I get the question often, how do I say this to this person without offending them? And how do I let them know this without hurting their feelings and so forth? And I say to them, honey, you gonna have to offend them. It's just gonna happen. You cannot take on other people's offense. The only thing you can do is be authentic, tell the truth, do it with grace and with compassion, but on the other end, the person might end up being offended. They might, their feelings might be hurt, but what you have to do is uh, allow the relationship itself to kind of weather that storm. Now, tone has everything to do with it as well. The, the tone that we use when we speak to, to people is important. Um, the setting that we select, you know, are we going to address something that's very sensitive in front of other people? Are we going to do so in private? And of course, the words that we choose to use uh, is important as well. But you must tell the truth because it will set you free <laughs> from whatever angst you're having with those individuals. And so, um, you know, I love that you share that. And and what I'm, you know, really putting forth an effort to do is to empower people to stand up for themselves and to be very truthful and very direct. I tell people all the time that polite does not equal pushover. And so, so, so often people look at the world of etiquette and they think, okay, well, if you're using good manners in a particular way, if you're proper in practice, you know, um, practicing proper etiquette, then somehow you have to uh, be a shrinking violet. And that's not the case. I have taken something that, you know, people thought was a lost art. They think it's, um, 
uh, you know, something that's more more uh, weak in nature and build a business out of it because I'm not a punk. <laughs> and I'm going to tell it like it is. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know, but I'm going to do it with a smile and a very nice tone. You won't even know that you got told off. So, um, yeah, that, 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 that's the thing. I, I just want to empower people to speak speak their mind and stop evading the truth. I feel like you can read my notes uh, because the next thing I had written down is, you know, about etiquette being seen as a form of weakness. And <laughs> you kind of just. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's so interesting, especially being a woman and a feet like, you know, um, or someone who identifies as female and the history of being a woman in this country. So much of it was about you know, staying quiet, don't speak unless you're spoken to, mm -hmm. keep your head down. So it's really refreshing to hear someone talk about etiquette, but still in the context of strength and actually using that, I guess, to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you're saying you can communicate more effectively with etiquette. It's not about not communicating what's on your mind. And I love that. Yes, absolutely. If when you're using proper etiquette, you have uh, a will, you have tools uh, that, that that will allow you to communicate your wants, your needs, your desires, your your boundaries more effectively than an individual who's not practicing uh, proper etiquette. So I feel like people are are most more empowered with with the with the guidelines that we share. So you have a book entitled "Let Crazy Be Crazy." I was so intrigued by that title. Can you tell us a little bit about that book? Sure. Yeah. So the title of the book is "Let Crazy Be Crazy." then politely get what you want, get your point across, and gently put rude people in their place. <laughs> um, more often than not, we have people in our lives that, you know, display a little bit of crazy. It's the person that, you know, uh, it could be a family member who, you know, every time you gather for the holidays, they're asking you, are you married yet? Or, why, you know, they, they maybe mention your weight or they mention the fact that you still, you know, how, how come you don't have any kids yet or whatever it is. Uh, it could be that coworker that keeps throwing you under the bus or maybe they, uh, you know, they steal your idea and, and, um, and try to, uh, or try to take credit for your idea. It might be that stranger who's sitting in the family section of the baseball game and they're cursing up a storm. It, or maybe that's the person that's on the aircraft that's, you know, really, that's banging the back of your seat with their fist. <laughs> that's something that happened recently here in the news, you know? So um, in this particular book, I, I share with the people how to deal with the, those different personality types, the people who are very resistant, uh, folks who you know, maybe don't listen all the time or they hijack conversations or, or whatever it is. And, and uh, so I give my tips and it's a really quick read. It's a great book to, and it takes you through how to get what you want, how to really get your point across and then definitely putting those rude folks in their place. And and uh, there, there, there are 36 different ways that you can deal with these challenging personalities. And so I give 36 tips on that in my book. Uh, asking for a friend. Uh, <laughs> when people come at you about like, especially during the holidays, but in general, why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids yet? What is the best response? How do you, how do you answer that question with etiquette? Because I don't think that I answer it very well. Sure. Yeah. Well, the thing is, first of all, um, I would say, you know, we all know who that person is in our family. 
that's going to come. So the first thing we want to do is kind of prepare ourselves to say, okay, I know she's going to come, but let me think about this person a little bit. This is auntie so-and-so or uncle whoever or cousin so-and-so, right? Think about who they are, what they're interested in, what they like to talk about, okay? Because that's going to be something that you'll utilize a little bit later on uh, in the conversation. So the person comes to you and says, oh my gosh, you, you know, you're so beautiful and you're so successful. Why aren't you married yet? Because it just, and your answer is whatever it is you want to say in the terms of, so maybe for example, your answer is, you know, it just hasn't happened just yet. But anyway, how are you doing? I heard that you took an incredible vacation this year. Tell me about that. So what you do is you turn a stupid question into a new conversation. You pivot. We see it all the time when we're watching the news and you're, you hear politicians or maybe their, their surrogates talking on behalf of whatever, and they really don't answer the question. They just pivot it somewhere else. And where's the best place to pivot is to pivot it towards that person. Because in general, people love talking about themselves or they love you know talking about something that's near and dear to them. Maybe they are just that kind of, mom that's always bragging about the son that's in the military or whatever, that sort of thing, then then you pivot the conversation in that direction. So just um, answer, just deal with that stupid question um, by um, starting a new conversation. And that is actually in my book. <laughs> so easier for people to go buy the book. I'm definitely going to get the book because I feel like I could definitely benefit from a lot of these tips. Oh, I'll and, make sure to send you one. I'll send you one. Don't worry about it. And you know, I, I saw you had a few other books up on your website as well. And I was also really intrigued uh, about, I think you have a book about social media etiquette, uh, which is so fascinating and so needed today. Oh my yeah. Yeah. So how does one, I mean, I'm sure it's a, it's a much longer answer than we can talk about in this conversation, but how does one practice social media etiquette? What does that even mean? Yeah, well, really, um, again, it's it's really just how we show up in the world. And, and there's a few things that we want to make sure. There's quite a bit, like you said, yes, it's a definitely a longer conversation. But we really want to make sure that we recognize, of course, and we know this, but sometimes we forget when we're posting stuff, that we are making it a, a, a digital footprint. And we're really creating our own history online. And so we want to think about that. Um, so th there are some things that we we think about what we're posting, but there's some instances where you know, what we're sharing, what we're liking, what we're commenting on, that really has a lot to do with who we are as a person and um, how, how, how we share certain things. If you have a grievance, I'll give you one thing. If you have a grievance with someone, the place to handle that grievance is not on social media in a blind post uh, or whether it's a blind post or some side of uh, what do you call it? Like a side, uh, side swipe uh, kind of post where you're, you know, you know, saying thank I'm I'm so thankful that I have friends that that are meaningful to me and that, that you know they they support me in everything that I do when really you just had a conversation with your other friend about how you feel they don't support you. So it's things like that that can really be unnerving and, and hurt relationships. So thinking about how we're showing up online, being mindful of what we like, what we comment, what what we um, share, those sorts of things are really important. Uh, a lot of things are, are better left unsaid. Uh, and um, we really have to think about how other people are going to receive what it is. Everything from, you know, not making certain announcements about certain things before beforehand. You know how often we go to different events and people's homes and so forth and we decide we're going to hop online and do, uh, you know, do a live video and you're in the privacy of someone's home. 
you know, simply ask them first, is it okay? Um, you know, before you show the whole background of their house. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying if you're in a, in a little small section and there's a corner and there's a wall directly behind you and there's nothing, you know, that's 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 identifying about that home, but we really have to be mindful of those sort, sort, sorts of things. And we get caught up in, let me go ahead and post this online, but you forget in the background, people can have, you know, um, they can have very expensive art pieces or or um, just, you know, whatever's in their home, maybe there's certain things, or maybe they don't want anyone to know that they're having something at their house at that moment. So there's things that we really have to think about before we get begin to post online. And so that's one particular aspect or one example of what we work with as far as folks are concerned with social media. Uh, that, I mean, I am not going to lie because sworn testimonies, it's something I've definitely struggled with, not as much on Instagram or Twitter, mm -hmm. Uh, but on Facebook, oh my gosh, I've gotten in so many Facebook battles and, um, <laughs> you know, especially with the, you know, it's a political season and everyone has opinions about politics and life mm. and just like very heavy conversations. And I do actually have uh, a young lady that I used to be friends with that, you know, for, for various reasons, we're not really closer friends anymore, but she posted something on Facebook that I disagreed with. And there was so much, you know, for me, just about our past relationship that came mm -hmm. up when I saw her post. And okay. we decided to kind of like engage in like a back and forth on Facebook. And sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm in the moment, I forget that it's public. But when it's just you on your computer and you're responding to them, it feels like private. Like you're it going back private. and forth. Yeah. yeah, it feels like a conversation. Uh, and, you know, especially when it comes to like politics and stuff, like I'm all about people sharing their truth and talking about what matters to them and explaining their point of view. Is there a way to engage in those heavy conversations in a social platform and have the conversations well? I would say in in uh, you know it, it, no it, it it's really hard to do that on a social platform and I'll tell you why on any electronic platform um, technology and whether it be through email or texting or social media it just does not transfer tone or emotion well it is really difficult. To, it doesn't matter how many emojis you use or LOLs or whatever it is after it, it's challenging. And so when you're uh, discussing or debating something that's very near and dear to, to either individual or perhaps a little bit emotional, it's hard to convey that. That's the one thing that technology has not been able to do just yet. There's nothing like the human voice to where if I were to say to you, you know, if um, I, you know, I could say, you know, I, I really, I hear you, but I don't really agree. I, I think you're missing my point, and I really want to make sure that you hear what I have to say instead of just looking at things from your perspective. Now imagine seeing that in writing. I don't agree. I need you to hear me. Look at things from my perspective. And so you see what I'm saying? You just, it, there's nothing that, like the human voice. It's like a symphony. And so when we have really in-depth 
meaningful, deep, sometimes uh, conflicting conversations, there's nothing better right now than tone of voice. Um, and so I, I can't say that, that, that there's a way to, to do that uh, on an on ele electronic platform right now, unless it's a voicemail message. <laughs> uh, that's, that was such a great illustration. The way that we read things and the way that we perceive them is not always the way that people intended them to be read or perceived or heard. And, oh, gosh, this is such great life advice for me right now. I'm taking everything you're saying. <laughs> definitely going to be putting it into practice. Um, and wow, thank you for sharing that tip. Um, and, you know, speaking of, I guess, difficult conversations and having etiquette, because I think that it's just something that we need to talk about as a country, like, how do we yeah. have, how do we have hard conversations without, and, and as you mentioned, sometimes you're just going to offend people and that's just what it is, but how do we have these difficult conversations and, and make people feel heard and secure in the conversation. And I'm not sure if you like have followed the story at all about Gail interviewing Lisa Leslie. And she asked about Kobe's controversial, controversial past and that kind of blew up. And there are people on one side that are like, how dare she ask such a terrible question in the midst of, you know, grieving people are grieving. And then there are people on the other side that were like, she was just asking a question and it's, she's asking about things that really happened. And is there a way, is there a way to talk about, you know, I guess just the, the stuff that we don't want to talk about, right? Like there, there are things that we hide. There are things that we don't share because we're ashamed of. There are things we all have, you know, secrets. We all have things in our closets, not, or, you know, some people more than others, nobody's perfect. Do we have to ignore and pretend that those things don't exist in having conversations with people or is it possible to talk about the, the tough stuff? Yeah, it's definitely possible to talk about the tough stuff and uh, I, I highly recommend doing so. Relationships cannot be healed. Uh, people cannot move forward. Uh, past hurts cannot, past wounds cannot begin to um, to heal when we don't kind of break it all, break it everything, break everything down, break it all down, and then begin to build it back up again. And so we do have to have these hard conversations. A lot of times when people contact me, you know, they don't want to have the conversation. They just want to somehow figure out a way around it. And there is no way around it. You have to go straight through. You have to go straight through. You have to walk that walk and go through that fire. And so when an individual comes to me and they say, well, how do I, how, how do I tell this person this? Uh, my thing is, my first question is always, what is the status of your relationship with them? Is this a person who you hope to, you know, you care dearly for and you hope to have a long-term relationship with them, uh, uh, you know, as, as time goes on? Or is this an instance where you just need to, you know, there's no real connection as far as this is concerned. There's nothing, maybe the relationship itself is over and it's final, or maybe you don't know them well um, or, or what have you. But, you know, if it's someone you have to work with, then that's definitely a relationship. If it's someone you live with or you, you, you spend time with or you all have the same friends, then there's that relationship. So 
If it's the person that you're probably, you know, never going to see again, or you're breaking it off or what have you, definitely, you know, be as frank and, and, and as, as possible without being destructive and, and share the information. For the person that you do want to continue to have the relationship with, you have to expect that the relationship is going to need to weather the storm of whatever it is you had to say. So you have your conversation, you get through, you share your heart, recognize that there may be some feelings that are going to be hurt. The person may be offended. And, and what you want to do is take some steps to allow the, the healing process to kind of take its place and, and be prepared to go on that journey as far as that's concerned. So if you've got a really good friend who, you know, maybe she's always over talking you, or maybe she's always showing up late, or maybe whatever it is, it's something that she's not, you know, or maybe a guy friend who, you know, just doesn't keep his word. And, and you really need to talk to him and say, look, man, you know, you said you're going to do this and every time, whatever it is, right? So then you go, okay, you have the conversation, you do that, you treat the person with, with, with grace and mercy. Um, you, you be mind, you're mindful of your tone and exactly what you say. And, uh, one of the things that I share in my book is that you, 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 you try to, um, leave out the icky and keep the matter of fact. So keep all the stuff out of it. Sometimes when we have a conversation, we want to bring everything to the table, but some things we don't need, you know, really focus on whatever your key points are. You have that conversation and then you say, you know what? I know I probably won't hear from them for a little while because they're upset with me. So I'm going to give them their space. And but because I know that I believe this relationship can weather the storm, I'm going to give them some time and then I'll just reach out to them and check in on them, see how they're doing, making sure. So you, you have to kind of work your way back to where you were before, but just recognize that there might be a little bit of a time where things are a bit uncomfortable. We always want to avoid that point. We want somehow to have the conversation and everything to be okay, but you've got to get through that part of the journey where things aren't so okay, but you still have faith that you will wind up back in a better place together. Wow, man, I just, it's so interesting too, everything you're saying and, and the different areas in which we don't even realize that there is a, there is a way and, you know, with etiquette to be able to communicate, really like navigate hard situations. And I was just scrolling through your website a little bit and saw that you had posts about like, you know, etiquette at a wedding or etiquette mm-hmm. at a, in a business meeting, the proper way to have like, you know, yes. to communicate in a, in a business setting. And then you had a post about um, how to talk to a jobless friend, which yeah. I thought was so interesting. I've never actually sat down and thought about the ways in which, you know, that, that relationship or those conversations could actually be awkward for both parties involved, especially if, you know, if, you know, someone's struggling financially or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've definitely been out here in situations where I know people were struggling financially or looking for a job. And there's always Mm -hmm. that awkward, okay, we went out to eat. I know that you don't have a job. Should I be paying for you? Do you expect me to pay for you? Um, Do you, Yeah. Do you, when it comes to situations like that, when it comes, you know, like finance and going out to eat and who pays or whatever, are like, how, how do you navigate that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, um, definitely as far as finance is concerned, you know, with, with a friend who, who doesn't have a job, there's, there's a lot of things that we can follow in that. And, you know, a lot of tips that we can follow if you know, especially if you know, they're looking for a job, maybe every time you see them, try not to say, did you find something yet? Because if they haven't, (laughs) 
it might be a little bit frustrating for them and kind of bring them down. Uh, one of the things that that I, I, I people ask me about often is that instance when we go out to eat. I mean, a lot of times we are sharing our information. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, a lot of times we're sharing, you know, sharing a meal, you know, we go out and one person sits down and, and um, you know, you order the chicken Caesar salad and another one orders a steak and a glass of wine and an appetizer. And then at the end of the meal, you're kind of looking at each other and you're thinking, well, you know, then the other person that ordered the steak and the appetizer and the glass of wine, they say, let's just split it in half. And you're thinking, no, all I had was chicken Caesar salad and some water, you know? <laughs> So the question is, you know, would it be proper for me to say that? Yes, indeed. <laughs> and when do you say it? You say that before you pull out your bill. So you say, and it's just simple, you know, hey, you know, I, I only ordered the chicken Caesar salad and water. So I'd, I'd rather not split the bill. Let's, you know, in half. What, how about you just pay for your portion and I'll pay for mine. We'll be done with it. Easy. You know, but we're so afraid to speak up. And so then we go ahead and we split it in half. And now we're talking about the person. We're texting somebody else and we're doing with blind social media posts and asking people online, what do you do? When you had your moment right then and there to tell the person, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to split the bill because all I had was a chicken salad. And I'm on a budget, honey. Hee, key, 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 and keep it stepping. Wow. I, you're really empowering me, even in this conversation, because I think, and as I mentioned earlier, so many times when I think about etiquette, I think about, you know, not really telling people how I feel or not really communicating, you know, what's uncomfortable. And I'm, I guess I'm realizing for myself that it's possible to have those difficult conversations and it doesn't mean you're not being polite. Right. You're, you're, you're more polite when you tell the truth and when you speak your truth, that's authentic. Etiquette is not a dress that you put on, you know, um, or a coat that you put on or pants that you put on and you wear for that moment. And then you go back and you and you're and you're you're someone else. No, be yourself. Be truthful. Um, be honest um, and respectful and, and just treat people with dignity. I always say you can say anything to anybody. It just depends on what you say and how you say it. Mm. So true. In In your <laughs> own life. Have you had situations or difficult conversations or, you know, where you found that your tools, your etiquette has like really helped you in the relationship? Yeah, it has. Uh, in, in brand new relationships, I, although it's, I know it's, it's, it's nuts, but um, although I am a public speaker and I have, you know, no problem, you know, getting on stage and sharing my advice and so on and so forth, I truly am an introvert. Uh, by nature. And so I actually have to follow my own rules and tools at, in order to navigate new uh, or, or, or relationships or, or, or even just meeting people that I do not know well. So I follow my own guidelines and, 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 it, and it gets me through it every time. I, I, know this, I know what to do, so I just take those steps. But if I'm ever in a situation where you know, maybe I'm out networking and I, and I don't know, you know, I'm out networking. It's, it's something that I, I do not enjoy doing. I avoid it at all costs. My natural inclination is to go stand in a corner somewhere uh, with my little appetizer plate and eat and watch the people and leave and say, I had a good time. That's my natural, <laughs> that that's my natural, but I, you know, you, you can't get anywhere. You can't do anything. So 
uh, just navigating those new, you know, that, you know, new relationship, when you speak relationships, it's definitely, you know, people I, I struggle, uh, deeply struggle getting to know new people. Um, I, I'd rather just be in my cocoon with everyone that I know and everyone that I feel comfortable with, but I know that that's not good. And so I challenge myself and I follow my own rules and, and I do that on a regular basis. And I want to ask you specifically about your process. You've been able to build this incredible business for yourself. As we've talked about, you have several books published and you've been featured on Forbes and New York Times and and Time Magazine and in just lots of different news programs. And, you know, I want to congratulate you on success that you've had thus far, but also just wondering for our listeners who are interested in building their own businesses or who are very entrepreneurial, what do you wish you had known when you first started building this etiquette business for yourself? Or do you have advice that you wish you could go back and give yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I would say, and, and this sounds a little cliche, I guess, uh, well, not cliche, but I'm just really repeating somebody else's wise thing because there's nothing new under the sun. I, I've always been very ambitious. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, and I have had the pleasure of going from you know, being a volunteer to an individual uh, consultant to building a, a company and a business and then now a full enterprise. And in, so I'm all, I've always you know, had that growth trajectory. I think... Um, one of the best things I, I wish I would have done early on was uh, focus on one thing. There's a video that Tyra Perry put out a few years ago, many years ago, and um, he said focus on, on uh, focus on one thing. You know, as entrepreneurs, we get really excited and we, you know we have all these different things that we want to do and so forth. And and you know when you get that, when you have that gene or you have that bug, anything can turn into a business. You know, when you look around, then you're running all these different types of businesses, and nothing really meshes and goes together. So focus on one thing. One of my uh, so that's one thing that I would recommend. And then, but but keep in mind as you're focusing on the one thing, I'll show you what one of my mentors, Martha Stewart. I call her my mentor because I read her book, and she said, pick somebody. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is, whether you know them or not, study everything they do and, and allow them to mentor you. So Martha Stewart, who's one of my mentors, she, um, she uh, in one of her books, she talked about one idea and many platforms. So I have the one idea, the one concept, and, and we use this in our business uh, model in, in a lot of different ways. But even though the, the, the it could, let's say, for example, cell phone etiquette, right? So I take cell phone etiquette and the, and the many platforms that we share the advice on, uh, advice on could be in a number of areas. So we can do a blog on cell phone etiquette or either write a book and include that information in there. Or I can go on the Today Show and talk about cell phone etiquette. Or I can host a class for, um, uh, you know, um, or, or a course or what have you for professionals and include cell phone etiquette tips in that so that, you know, when they're, when a person's, you know, interviewing or, 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 you know, what, you know, how to show up best in the world. Or uh, in addition to that, I can have an online program. So just that one thing, right, can have many, many platforms. So if you're focusing on one thing in your business, that doesn't mean that you're just in one area. You can take that one thing and then use utilize it in many different platforms. So, for example, for me, uh, recently in in the news, yes, we have the thing with Gal King. I can take that and 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 flip that in so many different ways. Um, 
uh, in, in terms of, you know, when is the right time to talk about certain, uh, let's say a, a death in the family, right? Okay, so there's been a death in the family. What's the appropriate time to talk about certain things? And when should you bring things up? And, you know, that sort of thing. Recently, there was uh, something in the news where there was a guy on the airplane punching the back of the woman's seat. And so I took that and I ran with it. I did everything from blogs to podcasts to interviews to, you know, uh, you know, all sorts of things to different tips and so forth on that one particular subject. Um, I can take it and turn it into a travel etiquette book, you know, so, um, <laughs> and mention that. So the thing is, you know, really focusing on one thing as far as your business is concerned. And um, so that's one tip that I have. And then the other thing is to visualize your end goal. Think about where you want to be at the end, right? And, 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 and then you figure out a path on how to get there. So you go, okay, and we do that all the time. We say, okay, I'm gonna go to the mall. How am I gonna get there? I'm in a town where I don't know, so I need to map out my path and figure out how I'm gonna get there. And so that's what I do. That's how I've always approached my business. I have, I just shared a, um, a, a brand deck with, uh, with, with my investor and um, he was thoroughly impressed by it. And uh, to, to, to talk about something that I'll be launching uh, soon, which is my Elaine Swan Living brand. I did that concept and the brand deck back in 2015. And Elaine Swan Living is etiquette inspired products by Elaine Swan. So that's everything we start out, everything from your dinnerware to your tableware and, and glassware and your silverware and your cutlery and napkins and the, and this is thing is going to grow. And he was just, he was like, okay, so when did you do this? And I said, in 2015. So I already know I'm going to do it. I'm just working. I am working and strategically placing myself in position right now so that I can launch my, my Elaine Swan living brand. The same thing with the, um, the the licensing model that we have, all right? I already knew, I had a plan that I was going to have swan schools throughout the country. The, the, the idea was how am I going to get there? So persistence and consistence and having a direct plan and a direct vision is key because it initially was an idea for me and a concept and that I studied and I researched and I met with uh, other advisors and so forth. And then I launched it and I launched that my licensing program in 2017. And like I said, at the top of the show, we have 20 independently owned and operated Swan schools throughout the country. And we're growing, we're doubling that this year. We already have individuals lined up to go through our program in, in uh, March, June, September, and November of this year. And so but the, the thing is, and it's not, you know, these are folks that we're creating, you know, jobs for them, not jobs, but we're creating more entrepreneurs. So these are individuals who are going to be making money doing the exact same sort of thing. So figuring out where you want to be and figuring out how you're going to get there. I have so much to share. Yes, that's another podcast. And I'd love to come back and talk about business because at my core, I am a business woman. I'm so glad that you shared that. And I, I wanted to ask because I'm so inspired by the ways in which you've been able to build your business. And you're, you're just so helpful from a from just for practical things too. Like I, um, you know, I'm in the process of creating a card game right now called Like You Cards. And I asked Elaine about just like printing, where do I go to get 
you know, affordable printing done for the car, just lots of things that people don't think about with the business. Like you actually have to get into the nitty gritty of how am I not just like, oh, this is a dream, but like, how do I turn this into an actual tangible thing? And you're so helpful in that regard. Uh, So I just, I highly encourage all of you to just, you know, visit her website and it's, is it elaineswan.com? Is that your website? Yes, elaineswan.com. And swan is spelled with two N's. Yes, visit her website, you know, do what Martha Stewart said, stalk her, get everything, read everything she has to say, buy all of her books, and maybe she can be your next mentor because she has so much to offer. And I, I don't say that lightly. So thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. Yeah, and um, I really just thank you for just being willing to have this conversation with me today. I I already know that so many people are probably going to walk away. You, you shared with with just so much um, value. Like you shared so many things. I was actually taking notes while you were writing for myself. And I don't often do that with, with the podcast. And um, so, yeah, you're just an incredible person. I want to continue to support you. I want everyone to go buy her books because she's amazing. And I look forward to seeing your um, your product line. Yes, I'm excited. So you'll see it this year, 2020. I'm looking forward to it. And thank you everyone for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Just be honest. 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 Just be honest.